divided uh, on divided surpluses are distributed because obviously what's happening is that after paying dividends at six percent fixed so it's not even dividend anyhow that's what they have been doing then there will be lots of surpluses left and how are you going to dispose of it you see and uh, one of the amendments one of the amend amendments to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 prescribed in no uncertain terms that the surpluses should go to the capital, should be uh, used to increase the capital of the Fed. You see, so uh, it means that year after year after year the Fed as a bank, as a central bank, would become stronger, you see. And this was a law which from day one has been violated by the Fed and the Treasury. And it's also interesting how they found a way to violate the law and huge amounts are involved I can't quote the figures but year after year the Fed remits the, uh, I don't know how, what percentage but a, a very high say 70% of its surpluses to the Treasury so, in a way, the treasury becomes the chief beneficiary of a banking cartel or central bank or however you look at it. Now, how did they find this? I mean, they had to find a formula, okay? They had to find a formula. And uh, they call it franchise tax. Uh, but originally, according to the uh, original Federal Reserve Act of 1913, it wasn't a franchise tax. What it was, was a, a penalty tax, a, a progressive fine. And, and now you have to go back to the real bills operation. So, uh, according to the original Federal Reserve Act, the uh, they list the so-called eligible assets which a Federal Reserve Bank can have. Eligible assets. It's a list that says what it can use uh, as asset to to compensate the liability in in terms of Federal Reserve notes and Federal Reserve deposits, and the uh, eligible assets are basically two: 
gold and real bills. 1913, just one year before World War broke out and the Federal Reserve Banks opened their door. Now, it doesn't mean that the Federal Reserve Bank cannot have government bonds in its portfolio. Yes, it can. But not on account of, uh, of uh, backing liabilities. On capital account it can. For instance, uh, you know, they can have uh, government bonds, uh, but only to the extent that these government bonds are not backing the liabilities, the note and deposit liabilities of the banks. And, uh, and this is, oh yes, I should have said that 40% of the liabilities of the Federal Reserve Bank, at least 40, more is possible, less is not, has to be gold. And the rest, real bills. Okay? Now, if the uh, gold reserves of the Federal Reserve Bank falls below 40%, then there is a shortage. Now, if they try to use government bonds to fill that shortage, then this is a violation of the law. And the law prescribes fines for any shortage. In other words, simply as I just said, Government bonds are ineligible to be used to back uh, outstanding federal credit. Just cannot be. Now, if it happens still, then uh, the, there will be consequences. It's not a criminal violation, but it's certainly a violation of civil uh, law. Uh, the, the bank will be subject to fines, and, and this fine is progressive. So if you have more uh, gap, greater gap, uh, which uh, the, they can balance the liability only using uh, federal government obligations, then the fine increases the, the uh, rate at which you are penalizing the bank. You see, that's in the, in the uh, original Federal Reserve Act. It's still on the books. Now, here's the thing. This was a fine, as I just explained. It's understandable. 
you know, you violate traffic law, then you will be fine. And the second occurrence, you'll be fine at a higher rate and so on. So that's, that's all very understandable. What they did was they underhandedly renamed this. They no longer call it a fine, they call it a, a franchise tax, you see? And then the dam is broken. All this money, the surpluses of the federal banks can be channeled to the treasury, uh, not as fines, but as franchise tax, you see. So under this trick they have they have uh, transferred un enormous amount of money to the treasury. And it's just under the heading receipt of franchise tax on the treasury side and on the Fed side, paying franchise tax. <laughs> you know, I happen to have a full documentation of this violation because uh, it was, I think, 1935, there's a major revision uh, and amendment of the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. And, and uh, there was, at that time, there were honest to goodness, upright monetary economists who, who spotted this. This is a violation of the act. This is not franchise tax, uh, uh, you know. And the, there was a direct prohibition on this type of transfer of the surpluses of the Federal Reserve Banks to the Treasury. This is a clear violation of the of the uh, of the law. And a very influential organization of monetary economists in the United States in the 30s started a campaign that this is a violation of the law. Who is going to enforce the law? Now you see that was just the trick. The law should have been enforced by the treasury, but the treasury was a beneficiary of the conspiracy. So uh, the treasury just forgot to collect the, uh, the fine. So, uh, you know, this is the situation that you can get away with murder and this will be covered up. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. So the violation is still continuing. I mean, it's really a mess. And the public doesn't know anything. You have to be, understand these technical technicalities about surpluses and fines and uh, 
this franchise tax, they just dreamed up. There's no such... What is the franchise? How to steal the money of the people? Hmm? What is the franchise? How to the steal franchise the is the right, the, the monopoly, one monopoly to issue paper money in the United States. There were times when individual banks could issue paper money. Now it's a monopoly. It's only the Fed that can do that, issue paper money, hand-to-hand -hand paper money. And uh, the franchise is this uh, monopoly, you know. So it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible mess. So I guess, oh, we've overrun. Yeah. I have one more question. So basically the Federal Reserve still is owned privately through uh, shareholders and they get this 6% dividend. This 6% dividend per year, on what basis is this uh, calculated on? Is that calculated on the capital that they initially, when the Federal Reserve was founded, that they put into the Federal Reserve Bank or is it a, well, is it a 6% dividend on, well, they get a 6% share of the profits of the Federal Reserve? Uh, uh, no, a, a bank has surpluses. At the end of the year, they calculate their expenses and their revenues and subtract. And that is the surplus. And that has to be subdivided. Now, the first claim against these surpluses is the uh, paying dividend. So this comes out of the surplus, but the surpluses are usually much uh, larger than this. And therefore, uh, the question arises, what happens to the bulk of surpluses? And that's what happens. It's distributed or it's passed over to the treasury against the law. But still, how are these dividends, these 6% dividends that you were talking about, how are these dividends calculated and about how much money are we talking? Um, uh, six percent. Six percent of what, professor? What? The question is six percent of what? Of, of the surpluses. Net profit. So six percent of the net profit. Net, net profit of the bank. Okay. Okay. Six Not the total capital is base. You know, that, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> so because it could have also been that um, since they, uh, well, in the first place when the Federal Reserve was founded in 1913, they put in capital and they received stocks, shares from the Federal Reserve. Oh, oh. So you are they right. were getting 6% on, on the nominal amount of these shares, you are right. it's 6%. You are right. That's right. Six percent of the of the paid-up capital. Paid I'm up sorry. Capital. I'm sorry. You are right. It's not the profits which are, which are uh, distributed. That's tiny. The paid-up capital was tiny in today's. Well, yeah. It's not inflation adjusted, so the the, the shares don't don't uh, go up in value, huh. do they? They're not <laughs> Well, no, if it's, if it's on the book value, that's not going to change. So it's 6% of however much it must have been capitalized with originally, mm -hmm. which is peanuts. So today. it's not being recalculated every year. No, it's just 6% no. on the... No, 
unless the subscribed capital is changed for some reason, mm. which is not usual, because system is set up and uh, no big changes, then the 6% is the same year after year after year. So it's a very minor thing from the point of view of the member banks. Because the member banks uh, own the Federal Reserve Bank. They are the shareholders and their capital is paid up. 6% of that every year uh, goes back to them. But uh, very insignificant, well it might have been significant at the beginning, but right now it's pretty insignificant. Yeah. And then who are the member banks, the 12 regional Federal Reserve Banks, are they? Who are the banks? One of, them is, one of them is the Rothschilds. Yes. Is there a list? Is it public knowledge? Yeah, it's yeah. go to Silver Bear Cafe, and I think it's the members of the Federal Reserve. Uh, give them or read the creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, but Professor, do you, can you tell us, uh, are you following this uh, on an ongoing basis? I mean, in 2010, the surplus of the Fed, after the 6% dividend, how much of that massive amount of remaining surplus went to the Treasury and how much uh, was distributed to the... I, I can't say I follow it religiously, but I know how to look it up. It's about 50-50, is it? Uh, no. No? No. I think uh, this uh, so-called franchise tax is the lion's share. Lion's share. Lion's share. And uh, uh, this is all in the public domain. You either look up the uh, Federal Reserve Board monthly publication once a year, they uh, show this, or uh, each of the 12 uh, Federal Reserve Bank has a publication. These also carry that information. Uh, uh, I haven't checked the Treasury uh, side, but the Treasury also puts up a lot, puts out a lot of information, and you may be able to find it there as well. Thank you. So just that I get it right, the, the Federal Reserve System, these 12 banks, they get this 6% share? No. Or, well, because no. these regional banks, they have to be owned by someone else. And well, how does that work with the regional banks? Who owns them? Or what do they get for owning these regional banks? Are you talking about member banks of the Federal Reserve System? Or, uh, yeah, they call 12 regional member banks. The well, there are 12 Federal Reserve Banks, and they are usually referred to as regional. But I'm not sure what you mean by regional is that. That's, that's the same, these 12 member banks, yes. You, you call the 12 Federal Reserve Banks regional banks? Yes. Okay. They, uh, they are owned by member banks. Okay. Uh, and uh, they have so many shares according to the capital and they uh, get the 6%, which 
historically may have been important, but no, it no longer significant. So it's an antiquated system. Okay, I think, um, shall we wrap it up yeah. there? Um, brilliant, thanks very much, Professor. I can see the perking up of interest in the debate. I like, I like. We must continue this. <laughs>